0: This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen. Presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Oh,
1: top line.
0: Top line just got
1: this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> okay, that was my pick.
0: There we go. I oh, hope she does it again. Welcome back to another edition of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. I'm your co-host, Richie Herod, and today I don't have Bobby and Britton with me. They're back at home, and I'm on the road over at Spokane visiting with some good friends of mine, Bobby and Robin Schindler from the Western Ice Fishing Association. So uh, we thought maybe it'd be a lot of fun to take the show on the road, so here we are. Thanks for joining me.
1: Glad to be here, Richie. Hey, yeah, Richie right, thanks.
0: Right on. So first of all, what I'd like to get at is how did you come up with the Western Ice Fishing Association? How'd that come about?
1: So it's uh, kind of a long story, but uh, I'll give you the short version of it. Uh, so it, it, it kind of started out with uh, my own experience of ice fishing on Lake Cascade in Idaho. In 2012, I was fortunate enough to tie the Idaho state record for a jumbo yellow perch. And, uh, that was a record that was established back in 1975. <clears throat> and when I tied that fish was two pounds, uh, 11 ounces. And, uh, for me, I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, back in the Midwest. I fished, uh, ever since I was a kid and through, uh, uh, you know, until I, you know, moved on, uh, in life with my career. And, uh, uh, so anyway so catching a fish like that in the mountains of Idaho just like was <laughs> amazing you know yeah. it was uh, it, it went uh, viral uh, there were many articles that were written about it it was uh, published in a lot of different places it was uh, the talk of the town at the time <laughs>
0: uh, well growing up in Wisconsin ice fishing must have just really kind of come natural to you I'm assuming that's one of those things that's uh everybody really enjoys in the upper midwest right
1: it is it really is part of the heritage back in the midwest when you're back there in the great Lakes states uh ice fishing is a very common sport and uh, uh so one of the things that came out of uh, this highlighted uh, fish that i caught on lake cascade was people started asking me lots of questions about how do you get into ice fishing in the western mm-hmm. states what what opportunities are available to you and uh um, you know what kind of gear do you need to uh, get into ice fishing? So, uh, so my wife and I, you know, many years later, we talked about, you know, uh, this need because we were both getting questions as we continued um, fight, fishing at various places in Western states, and um, and so it, it came as a need from the public of, you know, there was a desire to learn more about ice fishing right. opportunities and and how to get into the sport, and so. We talked about the idea of starting something like the Western Ice Fishing Association. At the time we didn't know what we were gonna call it, uh, but we knew we wanted to start something. So after talking about it for two years, we finally <laughs> moved forward with starting a Facebook page and uh, we called it the Western Ice Fishing Association. And uh, it's grown uh, to, you know, we have nearly 3,000 members right now. Uh, the Ice Fishing Association has only been in place for uh, three and a half years now. And uh, we try to focus on five primary things um, related to ice fishing. And so our goals is one, to get youth outdoors and to explore uh, opportunities for them to get into the sport of ice fishing, expose them to uh, being out on the ice. So that's our number one uh, objective is to uh, uh, get youth outside and and experiencing the sport. Uh, Another thing that we do is we uh, promote ice safety and what it takes to get out on the ice and what is safe ice and there's some general rules that are in place so typically a four inches of of good solid clear ice is very safe to walk out on and that's what we highly recommend along with many others Um, you know when you have good good four inches of ice you can walk out and uh, you'll be perfectly fine once you get into six inches of ice having a snowmobile or a four-wheeler is perfectly safe and then um, you know in some places it 's not uncommon for people to drive trucks and vehicles out there and the recommendation for that is generally sixteen inches of good solid ice and that so, seems
0: a little crazy to me <laughs> you always see those videos on you know social media where somebody drove their truck out there and then there 's a hole with its tailgate sticking up in the air <laughs>
1: yeah so you know in many places uh, when you 're going back to the Great Lakes and up in Canada you uh, you know, it, it is very common for people to drive their trucks out there, but oftentimes when they're doing that, you know, they're on three foot of ice. Oh yeah, right. And uh, it's very, very cold temperatures, and so. Uh, uh, but a lot of people just don't know, like you know, when is it safe to go out on ice? And some people push their limits. They right. Go out when there's only two inches of ice, and uh, they're really taking their chances because the right. ice is not consistent across whatever body of water you're on. So. So four inches is perfectly safe. Uh, however, you still need to check your conditions when you go out and make sure you're prepared in the event that somebody does go through the ice, that you have a rescue rope, um, that you have a, you know, the right kind of ice suit, uh, whether it's a floating ice suit where you can uh, you know, stay above water and then having picks where you can climb yourself up out of the water right. and uh, help, help rescue yourself in the event that you need to do that yourself. So,
2: and always letting someone know where you're going. Absolutely. That's really important. Yep. Just
0: kind of like anything in the outdoors, right? If you go to the mountains absolutely. or if you go somewhere like that, you, you should let someone know where you're going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, there's hazards with any sport that you do, but uh, ice fishing is very safe. And uh, accidents do occur on occasion, but it's very rare, really. Right. And, uh, um, you know, generally the folks that find themselves in trouble um, are pushing the limits on ice thickness, especially in the early season and the late season you know, as ice starts to come off lakes and temperatures start warming up.
0: Yeah, people get excited and think, oh, it looks fine. Maybe if there's a little bit of snow on it, you know, it looks safe, but it's really probably not very thick yet. Yeah, exactly. So, So, yeah. So Robin, a little bit uh, ago, you did a couple of videos that talked about some of those items, you know, what to prepare for and what to take out on the ice. And You were really focused on safety and preparation also right
2: yeah so um basically what I wanted to you know bring to to light to a lot of folks was um if you're going to be out in the cold what no matter what outdoor cold adventure you're going to go on you're going to want to dress appropriately so that's really key to um enjoying the outdoors in the winter time in general is you want to make sure that you layer layer your clothing right um so not only have like a base layer, um, but also maybe two pairs of socks. Have like a wool sock, and and like we talked about, um, we have ice suits, and some of the ice suits have flotation um, material in them. <clears throat> Those are always nice and safe, you know. Obviously, um, a balaclava that covers your face because sometimes the wind may blow um, or the sun. The sun can be just <laughs> brilliantly bright right. out on the on the ice, and you can actually get sunburned. So. You want to make sure you have a pocket sunblock. Um, there's been many times where I've come off the ice and my face is just red from the sun. Um, so a- another thing that that's really important is keeping your head warm. If your head gets cold, the rest of your body generally will get cold. So um, in respect to my keeping my head warm and the sun, I always like to wear a cap, and then I pull my beanie over my cap mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm. cap shields for the sun so I can enjoy myself bring sunglasses if you choose um, or glasses that shade so definitely having appropriate attire and good insulated boots if you don't have good insulated boots you could go old school again and put you know the bread bags on your feet before (laughs) you slip your boot on I mean it works it keeps your feet dry that's really essential to staying out and enjoying it
0: You know, one of the things we were talking about earlier is uh, a lot of people like I've gotten into ice fishing in the last few years and I I really enjoy it. But when I tell people I'm going ice fishing, they're like, you're crazy. Why would you go out there, you know, in the middle of the winter? And, you know, one of the things we were talking about is just how much fun it is and people are really missing the boat getting out, you know, that time of the year. So, um, you know, what were some of those things that we were talking about? I think are good points that you were bringing up.
1: So one of the beauties of being out on the ice in the wintertime is the solitude. Uh, it's peaceful, it's quiet. Uh, the scenery on most of our Western lakes that you can ice fish is spectacular. And when you have those moments, uh, being in the outdoors and being able to uh, get away from the hustle and bustle of your day-to-day life and have that opportunity to think and, uh, uh, being able to um, make new memories with friends and sharing the experience and knowing that you are on a body of water that's now frozen and the depth below you uh, you know—it could be many feet deep, but to know that you are fishing directly below you and you're going to uh, try and use all of your knowledge and experience fishing uh, th- uh during a time of year when a lot of people don't get out there but it's still very effective and so many of your summer lures and uh uh, different uh, things that you would use in the summertime are also uh useful in the winter and when you can uh, lure a fish in that's directly below you Mm -hmm. and you you uh you you're able to set the hook and you reel that fish in not knowing what you might be reeling in and when you see it come by the hole (laughs) <laughs> you get that excitement you get that flash because you get to see it it's up close it's personal it's right there at your feet and uh, uh and it's just spectacular and so it's very rewarding uh to know that you have uh, been able to catch a fish you know where many people have yeah. never even tried it that way
0: i mean for me it's like <laughs> that was the thing that that really drew me to it right away the first time i caught a a, a fish a good size fish and it came through that hole You know, this one little hole on this giant lake and this big fish is coming up through there and you're just like a little kid, you know, it's like, look, what's coming up through there. God, that thing is huge. And, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it, it come through a six inch hole in the ice in a giant lake. And it's, it is very, very satisfying. There's something about it that just kind of makes you want to do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) On the
2: other side, it's an, it's a totally different challenge yeah because you may study your lake to know what species you're fishing for but like bobby mentioned your summer lures and jigs they might work in the summer but they may not work in the winter right sometimes they do sometimes they don't so you have to really figure out what presentation they want um, and what species you're going after and then it's really what's going to come through that hole when you when you actually finally get something you know and you have to break it's just it down. Exciting.
1: You know, just like you would in the summertime. You know, you're looking at weather. You're looking at whether you have clear skies or cloudy skies. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: all and, the all the fishing yeah. knowledge that you can bring to bear applies yeah. during on the ice as well. I mean, and there's that no you no doubt put about it in a hole. Yeah. 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 Fixed Which location. Is a whole new you're not. Yes, you're absolutely. not trolling around, but your knowledge of of where fish are located um and and then you've got to learn a little bit more about that time of year like where are fish this time of year that's a little bit different and then position yourself in those places and then move around just like we do in a boat if you're not getting something you move yeah Yeah.
1: and so you know this is part of what the western ice fishing association also helps with is one of the challenges that uh, most people have that ice fish is having access to public waters. And so we work with fish and game agencies, uh, state parks, county parks, you know, to, uh, to gain access to those public waters. And what I mean by that, the access is having uh, roads plowed and parking areas plowed where ice fishermen can, can get their equipment offloaded. They have, still have access to boat, boat launches where they can uh, get their equipment out on the ice. And having restrooms that are open and available uh, for the public that's out there. So, so we uh, spend a bit of time working, writing letters, and promoting access uh, for uh, the anglers that are trying to get out there in the ice.
0: Because it is relatively new here in the western states. Like you were mentioning that you know every state somewhere has some ice that you can fish. I Absolutely, mean, even yeah. Nevada. But exactly, <laughs> you know,
1: you know there, all of our western states have ice fishing opportunities i've had the fortune to live in new mexico and california and and other places and i've been able to ice fish in new mexico and high mountain lakes and in california uh nevada and washington and oregon wyoming uh utah idaho montana there are so many great places to get out there and when when you're out on those lakes there's very little public pressure that time of year and so the solitude of being on, on these uh, bodies of water that is just uh, uh, really nice to be able to have in a lot of places, almost to your own. And, uh, uh, and, it's, and it's great because uh, you get to explore and try different things. And there's all of the fish species that are available in the West pretty much um, are, besides our ocean going fish are pretty much available to catch through the ice somewhere
0: yeah yeah and that's i think that's a good thing and, and i think you know as a western angler for many many years who never ice fished it just opens up a whole new possibility of the places that that you can go and things to do it in the time of year that you might not normally do it and it can be a family outing i mean absolutely that's, you know unlike uh, going in the boat where Um, You know, you can take a couple guys. You could take kids. You can take the whole family and and, and enjoy the whole day. And it's a real different situation than being in the boat or even being on the bank.
2: And having hot chocolate and roasting hot dogs. Oh, yeah. That's a memory our kids will remember forever. I mean, that's just what we did. They ate well. They played well. They fished well, caught fish. And when they get bored fishing, they play in the snow. I mean, it's just... It's a good time.
1: We're fortunate to be able to sponsor a number of youth ice fishing events. And uh, uh, many of the state fishing game agencies are, are also uh, great to work with on those, uh, those events when they happen. And uh, the, the youth that come out, it's surprising to us how many of them, that's their first fishing experience, mm-hmm. let alone ice fishing experience. Mm-hmm. And right now we are living in a world of COVID. And opportunities for families to spend time together uh, doing things is very limited. But this is a sport and an opportunity where families can come together, be outside, and have very little experience fishing with minimal gear. They can get out and uh, um, and have a good chance of catching quality fish on many of our mountain lakes.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so if someone wanted to get started, you know, doing it... Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of gear right robin you were kind of telling me if they got these three things they can be ice fishermen so
2: yeah pretty much um, as far (laughs) as your the the equipment tools that you're going to utilize if you have a fishing rod an auger to drill a hole and an ice scoop to scoop the ice out you're fishing
0: right
1: (laughs) yeah with very little tackle and uh uh, most of your local tackle shops will also be able to help you uh, get outfitted and uh, and Help guide you on what you need to get out on the ice um, You know if, if, if folks are, st- are interested they can also join the Western Ice Fishing Association on Facebook. We share uh, lots of information on How to get involved in the sport where there are fishing opportunities? What kind of equipment you might need and part of our uh, Uh, charter that we have is that we share the new technology supplies and equipment that is becoming available uh, for people to get out on the ice and ice fish and the advances in the technology is just increasing every year when I look back on when I started ice fishing you know back in the late 70s and in the you know early 80s Uh, I compare the gear that I had back then to the gear I have today, and it's just like (laughs) night and day. And uh, not only in the the equipment that we use, our clothing, uh, it's much more comfortable to be out on the ice. It's rare that I ever really get really cold. And uh, uh, even even if you are cold, there are shelters that you can get that are portable uh, to get you out of the wind. And you can set up portable heaters. There's a variety of things that you can do to... uh, to uh, make it a comfortable experience. If, if you're
0: if you're a hunter, a bow hunter, and you have a, a ground blind, you could use that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> So you might even actually have some of the gear just to get you out of the wind. Yeah,
2: even the pop-up tent. Yep. The small little pop-up, pop-up tent. tents. Um, you know yep. that the kids can get warm in. Yeah. And you can continue fishing.
0: Kind of get that wind off you a little bit, and it, it does make it much more comfortable. But, yeah, it doesn't take a lot to do it, and, and I think that's kind of important is that um, – if you're looking for something to do during the winter months it's great to get outside you know I mean uh, uh, to go do something like this with very little expense
1: yeah absolutely and the the other thing that uh, is uh, important is that there that, that there are other resources that are available for folks they can contact <clears throat> their local fish and game uh, get on the websites the, a lot of times they'll post where ice fishing opportunities are available And it's important as uh, sportsmen and women that we uh, also are informed on what's going on with fisheries management and water quality related to uh, the many places that are available to us. Uh, We have just as much a responsibility as uh, sportsmen and women to engage with our state agencies and to help them uh, find solutions to where there's problems and take care of the resources that we have available to us because we are very fortunate with the fishing resources that are available for us, so conservation is something that is very important for our association, and we promote that. And uh, um, and anyway, we want to make sure that there's that this is a resource that's available for the future as well.
0: Yeah, and one of the things kind of uh, I thought about with this is, uh, you know, some bodies of water in the state of Washington and Oregon, both here in the Northwest, are closed during the winter months. So. Don't think that you can just go everywhere. You should check your regulations to make sure that it's a place that you can go to, you know, before you head out um, to make sure it's a year-round body of water. And probably most of the places that folks would go are going to be that way, but don't just assume.
1: No,
2: do not. Yeah, and the (laughs) equipment that you can use. Right. We've been on a couple of lakes where there's no lead allowed. Mm -hmm. Well, there are some small jig heads that are lead or a right. split shot you know that's lead so that's something that you don't want you don't want to get caught fishing with in right. a lake that that is banned. and
0: when you go to british columbia where there are thousands of lakes they all have a lot of different rules about the kinds of gear that you can use and and uh, so that's a if you do travel once we can do that again up there um, because there are lots of great uh, ice fishing opportunities up there is to you know, make sure you check the regulations. And they do a great job up there, too, of conservation. They have folks coming out and doing creel checks during the winter months, and they collect data on fish, and, um, you know, they're really trying to manage that um, fishery, that winter fishery, for, for sportsmen and women, and, and I know here in the Northwest states they're doing that as well.
1: Yeah, in many states, uh, some of them will have specific ice fishing regulations, others do not some may it just may may be their general fishing regulations but you really need to look at both and uh, study and if you're not sure you know call your local fishing game department and uh, ask some questions they'll be glad to help you out
0: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh it's a lot of fun uh you know to kind of try out all these new different lakes i've really enjoyed that part of it and there's just so many places to go and i'm surprised actually There are more places here in Washington than I knew about. You guys have been doing some fishing here lately. And what have you been catching? So
1: we've been to, (laughs) uh, uh, let's see, we've been to Curlew Lake. Bonaparte. And Bonaparte, Coffin uh, Coffin Lake. Uh, We've also been uh, fishing in Montana and Idaho, various lakes. And it's a mix, you know. So there's times where we're fishing for panfish, whether it's perch or pumpkin seed or Crappie, they're available, um, and some of our warm water lakes. <clears throat> many of our higher elevation lakes. You have a variety of trout species that are available. Uh, mountain whitefish and kokanee, uh, lake trout. Lake trout is a hoot to catch yeah. through the ice.
2: Uh, Rookies, you know,
0: oh, brook brookies. Trout. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, so. Holy cow! It I is. love that. And they're
2: so spectacular. Oh, they have brilliant colors. They're so and pretty. All of their spots, yeah. Oh
0: man.
1: Yeah, so many opportunities That's that excitement
2: about what's going to come through the hole <laughs> uh-huh. on these new lakes, you know? Like, we have researched enough to know, okay, this lake carries this species, this species, and this species. Well, a lot of times you fish the same presentation for those, right. but you never know which, which one you're going to get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a big surprise through the hole. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thanks for spending some time with me. And, again, where, where do they uh, connect with you? Facebook, you said.
1: Yep, so uh, you can search the Western Ice Fishing Association on Facebook, Instagram, and we also do have a YouTube channel. Uh, We also uh, uh, do a number of uh, filming opportunities with the Northwest Outdoorsmen and and Herod Outdoors, and so uh, glad to be a part of this team uh, glad to be a part of the pro staff with uh, Max Lure sure. and uh, many of our other companies that we are with, with, with Worksharp and Procure Bait Sense, oh, yeah. uh, Striker Ice and uh, uh, Otter, as well as uh, Lakewood Products. Um, we're, we're very fortunate, uh, we, we love this sport and uh, we, we wanna share you know our information as well. So if people have questions, uh, don't hesitate to send us a message and we will try and help you out the best that we oh can. yeah
0: they'll answer they'll answer absolutely <laughs> robin does a good job with the the videos so if you want to watch those there's great little short clips on all kinds of things and then and if you have questions just send a note and they'll respond to you so that'll do it well thanks for spending some time with me here on the road yeah thanks richie, <laughs> yeah. It's you, richie. Been great. yeah appreciate yeah. it so that'll do it for this week's edition of the we are outdoorsman podcast please follow us on facebook we have a facebook page of the same name and also follow us at max lure and Herod outdoors for more information and until next week we'll talk to you soon